dropped the little guy off at school today. Hit play on the uh, iTunes, totally random. And I went down a rabbit hole for the last about 45 minutes. I've been going down a rabbit hole of this band I haven't listened to, and, and I love them. Saw them live in 1999, and they were incredible. In Kitchener at Lulu's. 1999. Yeah. How old, how old were you then? 19? 19. Might have been 2000. Might have rolled up. Might have been after January 1. It, might, it was a 99-2000 season. I was playing in Kitchener for the, with the Kitchener Rangers. Moist. Moist. David Usher. Moist. Went down a moist rabbit hole today. Okay. I um that actually doesn't sound very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but seriously, it did. I re I do remember the band Moist. I I cannot remember any songs that they sing. Um oh, resurrection. I, I, I would a hundred percent sure that if I if you played them for me, that I'd be able to kind of remember. But I haven't heard that band. I haven't heard that in a very, very long time. I'm just going to tell people, go check out some of their tunes. Push, Resurrection, Leave It Alone, Silver, Gasoline, Tangerine. Believe Me is the one that came on. That's well, I, got a, I got a long ride to uh, Pittsburgh today. Um, and uh, I'm going to have some time in the car, so I'll uh, definitely uh, slap that on and uh, give it a listen. All right. I, would, I guess that would go down as the artist of the day. But I had to throw that out there because I haven't heard them in forever. And I remember my first rookie camp. I used to ride to the games with Marty Breon. And I would always put on Resurrection for on the way to the rink. All right, enough of that shit. Sorry. I just brought up some great memories. It's amazing how music sends you down a, a nostalgic path. Hey, Andy. Ever been in a car crash? Actually, you know what? I know you have because you're a terrible driver. What's your point? I'd call my friends at Selena Law. 800-555-5555. Renault Lavois, you know him? Yep. He's got a pretty good reputation in the game, right? Yes, he does. So he reported that the Sabres and Ducks are connected to Zegris or Sabres are connected to the Ducks and Zegris. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I would love this, but I find it hard to believe, yeah. but I'll just leave it at that. Well, I guess there's a couple things that you look into it. It's super exciting when you have your team discussing these types of trades with the magnitude of, of the players or the player that's involved. Trevor Zegras is, uh, is a young buck. He's, he's, played, he's played very well in the league. He's only 22 years old. Right. Um, he was on the face of NHL 2K23. Yeah. He's got he's, a he's got a skill set and a talent that um, not too many players in the league have. He's got a lot of charisma. He's uh, and he's a hell of a hockey player. He's had two really good years. Last two years, um, 23 goals in each year. One year he had 61 points. The other year he had 65 points. Um, he's, he's a minus, uh, he's a minus eater, um, minus 21 and minus 24 in the last two years, but he's also playing on the worst team in the league. Super interesting. Now, this is where my morning 
after we discussed this last night and I was just like, man, I can't wait to at least go down the rabbit hole of what if, what would you have to give up to get a player like this in your lineup? And, and there's a lot of factors that have to roll into this. Trevor Zegers right now wants to be paid, wants to get paid in Anaheim. He's a 22 year old hockey player. That's put up two very good seasons. Um, and he wants to get paid. I'm sure that he's he's north of of eight million dollars. Okay, there's a whole bunch of players that are in his category. A whole bunch that signed in between seven and eight million dollars. He's probably looking at it going, salary cap's going to go up in the, in the in the next number of years. You know, I'm I'm going to capitalize. And and basically try and top that eight million dollar range. Tell me when I can jump in here. Okay. The last thing I'm gonna say, Holly Hambone Hamilton, one of my favorites, one of the best. But he was drinking the Kool-Aid that I just about drove off the road when they were talking about, well, what would it what would it take to get a Trevor's egress out of Anaheim? That's what they asked Paul Hamilton. And then Paul Hamilton says that it's going to cost. Now get this. Dylan Cousins, a Kulik, and a first rounder. Okay, now what's your initial reaction to that before I comment? My, my reaction is, and I'm not joking when I say this, I would not trade Dylan Cousins for Trevor Zegras. And and this is not like, well, that's just you, Craig. That's your opinion. No, 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 no. Dylan Cousins is a six foot three, two hundred pound center that scored thirty one goals last year at twenty one. Dylan Cousins is off the table. No, 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 no. But we're He's talking not. about what what well, he, Paul Hamilton well, thinks listen, it's going to take. Okay. Why well, would you ever think that Dylan Cousins would be have less value than Trevor Zegras? That's what I'm getting at. I'll t- I'll tell you why he probably thinks that. Because of the highlight reels. I think Trevor Zegris and I think I think this is where Paul might be guilty of one thing and that is is the entire league I think is like this. And I think Trevor Zegris is even thinking this way when he wants between 8 and a half and 9 million dollars. I think he's overrated. I think he's very skilled. I think his skill set is off the charts, as you would mention. But when it comes to all-around player, and I mean, those fancy, you know, Michigan moves and sauce passes from behind the net, it's not going to work in the playoffs. That's going to be fun, like between games 45 and 65 of the regular season when games are dull and you need some highlights and you need something to talk about. Yeah. But when it comes down to like actually make being a difference maker, Trevor Zegers, I believe, is is overrated. I, I his skill set again, I it's it's unmatchable. Almost. You're not saying he's a very good hockey player. I'm not even discussing. I'm not even saying that he's not a great, great young talent. He's only 22. I, he hasn't even come. He's close. a great young talent. That doesn't make him a great hockey player. There's a big difference. There's a massive difference. I'm gonna put him down as a great hockey player too. Okay. I understand what you're saying, um, but. For me, he would be an incredible addition. Like, why would Anaheim do the give hockey him, team here? Well, give him eight uh, eight years for eight for nine million. He hasn't earned that, or eight or nine million. He hasn't earned that yet statistically. 
Yeah, he was on the cover. He was on the cover of the game. He's marketable. He's extremely marketable. He's Very, charismatic. Yeah. He's he's a, got a great personality. I like the kid. I'm a fan of the kid. Okay, but that doesn't mean that he should just be handed the world financially. If I was his agent, the number for him to sign a contract is going to be in between eight and eight and a half million. Most guys in his in his signing range all sign for eight million. You have in Ottawa, who's the the Norris kid who just signed for a fraction under eight million. You have the two kids in in St. Louis, Thomas, and who's the other one? Jordan Cairo. Jordan Cairo. Okay. Yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah. Cairo makes eight point one two five million dollars. He's twenty five years old. Robert Thomas is making eight point one two five million. You look at the players in the league. Dylan Cousins signed an, uh, a a great deal for himself. It's an even better deal for the team moving forward, making seven million. But isn't Seagrass worth a little more just because of his marketability? And he's definitely marketable. Um, there's no question. He's a like great talent. To he played on too. Anaheim, okay? Anaheim sucks, man. I mean, they are horrendously bad. They are really, really bad. And he really ends up on the cover team. of a game. It, exactly, because, you know, there's not too many kids in the game that are doing this Michigan on a nightly basis and making plays that are just captivating. And And he is one of those players. That being said, the deal's easily going to be around eight million to eight and a half million. And that is that is his market value. Okay. And I could see so, his agents asking for even more than that. And that is going to be a team's problem if and when they trade for him. Well, there's the, a lot of teams out there that they don't have a problem paying paying um Trevor Zegras eight and a half million dollars on an eight-year deal. A lot of teams in the league would do that in a heartbeat. How how Anaheim right now with what they have and what they're trying to build, it is mind blowing that they're sitting here right now and not, and not having this deal done. But here's the thing. If there's going to be bad blood and irritation in an organization like Anaheim, and now all of a sudden you're looking around the league saying, okay, if we're going to trade Trevor Zegras, we need to get, a great package back. And when you look around the team, uh, around the league, there's not too many teams in the league that have the, have the assets to get a player like Trevor Zegers to make it right for Anaheim. Buffalo Sabres is that team but, tenfold. But, 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 okay. Here's the reality of the conversation. What will the asking price be? Not, not what are they going to get? Because the deal always shifts, but the initial asking price, Paul Hamilton is not wrong when he says Dylan Cousins. If I no, were Anaheim, yes, he is. No, no, hold on. If yes, I were Anna, but think about it from Anaheim's perspective. Who okay. are they going to be looking for? They're going to ask for Dylan Cousins. They're going to ask. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Savoy will be. But that's involved. not what Savoy, was said on uh, this morning. Savoy. Okay, fine. But Savoy will be involved in the deal. Uh, a first round pick will probably be involved in the deal. And maybe there's more pieces to it. I mean, what about John Gibson? We've talked about John Gibson. I don't want to go too far down. Here's a third or fourth time that we've used this word, uh, that rabbit hole right this second as the for the goaltending conversation. Let's stick to Zegers. But maybe there's a bigger trade. Maybe there's a bigger trade to be had here. But 
it's going to be three or four pieces for Trevor. That Zegers. makes a lot more sense to me when you're going to get a goaltender that um, still has the um, has has a contract. He 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 is a top goaltender in the league. Now he didn't play great last year, but holy jumping man, he is on a horrendously bad team. Okay, really bad. I don't care how good you are. You are not going to have success in Anaheim right now as a goaltender, just like all of the goaltenders that we had in Buffalo the last decade. None of them had success and they were all shit. That's because the product in front of those goaltenders were not very good. Okay, John Gibson on the Buffalo Sabres next year, he's 30 years old. I would put John Gibson in his prime. You're talking a very, very good goaltender making $6.4 million a year, which in today's game is is not uh, not egregious by any stretch. And if you have the ability to get a John Gibson and a Trevor Zegras, you are going to be giving up assets. Now, Dylan Cousins, there will be no discussion ever for any deal that Dylan okay. Cousins is, is that's a part fine of. and I agree I agree there's there's players how in the organization this, Yari Kulich how, is not a player that would ever let's go to I the mean next ever. question fine fine all I asked you was what's it going to take I mean they're not going to get six pieces I mean realistically if they're going to get more then they have to take Jeff Skinner how are we going to work this kid into the lineup with the salary that he's going to be demanding with Jeff Skinner in the lineup. You know, there you have some salaries here. You're going to have to start being, you're going to be in a position where you got to start shedding some money. You know, maybe Victor Olofsson has to go in the deal. Like they're going to need a, an established veteran player. There's goals for goals right there. Minus for minus. Okay. All right. We're not, let's not sit here and talk about Olofsson's defensive deficiencies here. We're talking about a kid who's minus 50 in his first two That's years. That's a whole conversation in itself, how he is still on this team. That's a whole conversation. So we can leave the Victor Olofsson discussion alone. Well, he goes is in the deal. mind-blowing that he is still on this team. Well, you have to figure something out, Craig. You have to get get one of the two players out of here in the in the trade if this trade is in fact even well, here, something that happens. You know, you're going to have a you're going to have Anaheim that's going to want something significant back. Um I'll tell well, you start this. Start with Ryan Johnson who's an Anaheim boy first round pick. Ryan Johnson probably most definitely would be part of this deal. You're going to be um, Anaheim's going to want some sort of youth, some sort of uh, player that um, is ready to step in and play right now that they can have in that organization for many years to come. And the player that comes to mind is Casey Middlestad. Casey Middlestad last year had 59 points. Casey Middlestad will never, and I repeat, never, be higher than Dylan Cousins or or Tage Thompson in the depth chart ever. But Casey Middlestat going to Anaheim becomes the number one center. He becomes the man. And that's that might be exactly what Casey Middlestat needs in his game to move forward. Casey Middlestat's only 24 years old. Is Zegers holding out from camp right now? 
I don't think that he would be at camp. That is for absolute damn sure. If he does not have a contract, he is a restricted free agent. He's 22 years old. He's come off two years of 61 and 65 points. He is a star in the league. He is not going to show up to camp and go on the ice until he has a contract. That is a guarantee. But when you're talking about assets and being able to give up what it's going to take to get a player like Trevor Zegras, Casey Middlestat is going to start everything because they're getting a player that is going to be a first-line centerman on their team immediately. One's 22, Trevor Zegras 22, Casey Middlestat is I, he's 24 right now, but I'm pretty sure Casey Middlestat has a late birthday. Yes, he does. So he's going to be turning 25 in November, the end of November. Casey Middlestat will be a part of that, that package. You're going to have probably a Matt Savoy who is going to be part of that package. They're going to want most definitely one of those, one of those high end uh, prospects that the Sabres have. Now, Okay. Does that get the deal done or is there more? I think it's going to be more. I think it's going to be more. I mean, Matt Savoy is going to, is going to be probably a, a player that Anaheim is very interested in. Or, or Benson. Dynamic. Benson, yeah. I, for me, th- there are so many high-end prospects that the Sabres have. They just have to cipher through. And, and we, I, we, I, we know that this, this was going to happen. We knew that this was going to happen. When you when you're this bad for this long, you and and Kevin Adams has done a fantastic job of of being patient and building his draft um prospect pool and building this team and allowing young players to play and gain confidence. Kevin Adams has done a really really good job but there's going to be a point in time and it's i think it's now like it's what is it right now are we boomer bust here in buffalo if they don't make the playoffs with the team that they have the skill set that they have like what are we waiting well for? hold okay so here's the thing if you don't make the playoffs and you made zero changes up front that's a caution sign someone's some there's a finger pointed for that re, to that person and i'm not saying that, that that i'm not pointing fingers right now it's way too early i'm just saying if you don't try to make your team better before this season after missing the playoffs by one point if 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 devin levi johnson eric johnson who's the guy they got from boston Clifton, Clifton, if those are your moves to get you to the playoffs and you don't make the playoffs, when Ottawa's done a shit ton, Detroit's done a shit ton, Pittsburgh's on paper, they are better. So if you made no moves and you go in and you miss the playoffs next year, fingers are pointed. So you have to do something. This would be a step in the right direction. If they make this move and they don't make the playoffs, I don't know. I think you look and say, man, we got all the right pieces. Now we got to continue to build. And then the next year, you got to go and make the right moves. Is the Buffalo Sabres time now? Like, does do you think that the management could be. in Buffalo, do you actually think that they're thinking, 
Um, it is boomer bust. We absolutely no, have to make the playoffs. They didn't say it last year, and the, they didn't say it. They wouldn't say it inside. They want to make the playoffs. Last year, you know damn well they wanted to make the big difference it. between making the play, wanting to make the playoffs, and it would be a massive bust if they didn't. Like if Tampa Bay doesn't make the playoffs, that's catastrophic. Okay. If Pittsburgh well, Penguins how don't make the years, playoffs next how year. How many years can you just accept not making the playoffs? How many years are you going to start to, until you say, yes, it is boomer bust. We're right there. Like, fuck, it's been 13. Can we start saying and putting pressure on the management and the team to actually make the playoffs where in reality there hasn't been a chance for the last 12, 13 years? There was more anger from the fan base two and three and four years after the, the Sabres didn't make the playoffs. Like there was a, there was a period there where there's going to be some transition and we all heard about the, you know, the three year plan or whatever it was. And then all of a sudden fans started to really get angry. Fans were upset two, three, four, five years in. They're like, what the hell is going on? The fan base here in Buffalo has gone numb. The expectations is you walk around and you talk to fans here in Buffalo and it it is, I just hope that they play well. I just hope that they can make the playoffs. It would be great if they did. And the expectation here in the fan base is almost just like the team. Well, we're going to hope and we're going to play our best and we're going to do what we have to do. But, you know, we're just so used to missing the playoffs. They're so numb to not making the playoffs. The expectations here in Buffalo have gone down tremendously. And that needs to change. Pressure needs to be on this team. It needs to be on Kevin Adams. It needs to be on Don Granato. And most importantly, it needs to be on the guys that are that are performing on the ice each and every game. Because it's a long, demanding, hard schedule. Losing games is not acceptable. Period. I don't care who you play. Because I believe, and this is just me, I strongly believe that the Buffalo Sabres can beat the best team in the league. Whoever that is, whoever you think it is, I think the Sabres can beat the very best in this league. Night the problem one, is one of the I also believe that they can lose to the bottom teams and that's not acceptable at all. Why would Anaheim want to get rid of Trevor Zegras? Cuz maybe they're just fed up um with the demands. Um maybe they are taking the opportunity to say okay, if we can't sign this 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 kid to, to an eight-year deal for this money that we have in our mind that he's worth, let's see what's out there. Let's see what we could get. If, like, why is the report coming out of Montreal? You need to understand something, that he is very much on the same level as a Elliot Friedman, uh, a Frank Saravalli, the, he is a very, very 
well-known. He's been in this game a very long time. He has a lot of contacts and he does his work just like all those other guys do. So when something like this is said from Renault Lavoie, then it's, there's something to it. Okay. I'm not doubting his, I'm not doubting. I'm just wondering why it's coming from Montreal. Anyway, not that it matters. I would love to see this happen. I think the Sabres got to find a way to unload either Olofsson or Skinner in the deal. I don't know if it's impossible. Victor Olofsson might be a nice piece in that trade. And the reason the reason I'm saying that is Anaheim this year with their number two overall pick picked a kid from Sweden, Carlson. Leo Carlson. He's 18 years old. He's a young, young kid, and he needs guidance. This is a big boy league. Victor Olofsson is, is a mature man that represents himself very, very well here in Buffalo and around the league. He's a very good hockey player. I've said this a thousand times. He's very skilled. He just may not be what the Sabres need. But I'll tell you right now, Anaheim would be a fantastic spot for, for him because it they would love to have uh, a mentor for Leo Carlson. Last question I'm going to ask you, where does... Zegers play if he's traded to the Sabres. You might also think that a kid like Paterka might be involved in that trade. Uh, absolutely not. This, okay. So for me, for me, I'm it's talking like, about from what Anaheim wants. Yeah. But, I, listen, I mean, Paul Hamilton feels that, uh, that Anaheim's going to want Dylan cousins, they will. Uh, they will want him, whether they get him or not. That's. A, I wouldn't even. Tra- I would if I was Kevin Adams, and he brought that up. I wouldn't trade Dylan Cousins straight up for Zegras. Not a chance. Love Dylan Cousins hockey. I love the way he plays. I love his maturity. He's got leadership qualities. He scored thirty-one frigging goals last year. He's got grit and bite to his game. He can play on the power play and the penalty kill. Dylan Cousins is a freaking stud. An absolute stud who was drafted seventh overall in the same draft as Zegris where he went, what, ninth? Dylan Cousins is a better hockey player. May not be a skills competition hockey player. If you want to do the friggin' Michigan, I'll take Zegris. It's not the way the game's played. Dylan Cousins is a prototypical, perfect NHL hockey player with super high-end abilities that's crazy young right now. All where I does, will say where is this. Zegris, where does Zegris play? Well, Zegris is, is, is going to play um, probably on one of the lines. And you can't say, well, this is a first line, second line, third line. Because, I mean, right now there's there's things that you can work with on this team. There's lots, there's lots, there's so much talent on the Buffalo Sabres. It is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. I wouldn't even want to sit here and do this this game 
of he's going to play on this line with these players. I'm not going to even going to do that. All I can say is Dylan Cousins is not part of this, and either is Yari Coolidge. That's it. Okay. So that's not like. I guess right. the way I see our team right now, it's like being in a fantasy football league. Okay. And when you draft your players, and after the draft, you're looking at your team going, holy shit, I am stacked. And you're in a dynasty league, so you're keeping these players. And you're looking at your team now, and you love your team. But in the future, you still love your team. That's the Sabres right now. There is no need to panic and trade away all these insane high-end assets for one player that might get you a few more points than another player. Trevor Zegers is an outstanding hockey player and we have what it takes to make a deal, but I am not giving up certain pieces that are in this organization. And Dylan Cousins, one of them, so is Yari Coolidge. There's absolutely no chance. But for me, um, and it's just my opinion, you know, an Isaac Rosen is, is, you know, somebody, maybe an Ausland who's still over in Sweden right now. You have a Matt Savoy that I could probably wouldn't want to part with, but I, I would part with him. You have Johnson that you had just named, former first-round draft pick from Buffalo. There's, you know, Jess Skinner might want to, you, you might want to move on. Or this report is completely horseshit. And it's negotiating through the media. Yeah, that's like, probably hey, the best. Yeah. Hey, Trevor, you want to leave Anaheim and go to Buffalo? Okay. They have all the assets in the world because you're not going to threaten to trade them to a certain team that can't afford to give up the assets. So you're going to say, hey, you're going to go to Buffalo. I know you're from Bedford, New York, but you're going to Buffalo and you can get out of the sun and, you know, the long locks with the T-shirts and the shorts and flip-flops on the way to the rink. Uh-uh. See ya. Sign the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, but uh, I don't know about that, Petey. When you sit there and say, well, Trevor, you know, you're going to be in, in the likes of, you know, a Skinner, Thompson, Cousins, Tuck, you know, Greenway, Middlestat, Paterka, Quinn, and all the other players that we, you know, Darlene, Power, you know, there's a, there's a ton on this team that is, ready to win now and it's they're all these all these players are all Trevor Zegers's age do you think he wants to play on this team moving forward or play on Anaheim that's going to struggle for five more years the way I look at the Sabres they're already insanely insanely fun to watch you imagine adding Trevor Zegras to the this talent group that we have here in Buffalo? It would be the most exciting team in the NHL if you added Trevor Zegras. And that's all I got to say. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.